0: And through to all of our churches, and we pray that the Lord will continue to undertake. So turn with me now, please, to our Bible reading. Our text today is Matthew 6, again, verse 10, the latter part of verse 10, the third petition in the Lord's Prayer, Matthew 6, verse 10, part B. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. That's all, Unite in Prayer Place. Heavenly Father, we thank Thee today that we are exhorted to run the race looking unto Jesus. We pray today that our eyes might be upon Him and that Thou wilt bless us around the Word of the Lord. Grant unto us the help of God, the Holy Spirit, and times even of blessing, reviving, and refreshing. Pour out upon us the Holy Ghost. And speaker and hearer alike, And may we know thy sweet presence in the midst. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. So, just to recap from, from last week, we considered together something at least of what is the will of God. Um, we saw it as to, a two dimensional theological subject. We talked about the secret will of God, or as theologians call it, God's decretive will, what he has decreed. And then we come today to the revealed will of God, or his preceptive will. So to summarize, the will of God may express, first of all, what God has purposed to do, and everything that God has purposed to do and planned to do is part of his eternal decrees, and that is his secret or decretive will. We're, we're, not a, we're not made known what the, the secret decretive will of God is, but... What we are commanded to do is his revealed will or his preceptive will. When we talk about the will of God, we we need to be clear about what we're speaking of. And I think we put it together. It is that God's people might be brought to the place where we're just in submission to what God has for us. And what God has for you is different to what he has for me. But collectively together there is one objective in God revealing to his people his own divine will is that we may be submitted to his will, whatever his will is for our lives. And it is our earnest prayer as we we'll consider these subjects together that the Lord would regulate our thoughts and conform our lives to his will. Dear brother and sister, it's a mockery before God to say that you're striving to obey the will of God and you're walking contrary to what God's word has to say. Jesus said in Luke six forty six, Why call ye me Lord, Lord, and do not the things that I say? I, w- I want you to consider with me today as we move on. Secondly, what is implied in praying this prayer? You know, there are huge implications here. It is a huge theological statement. Oftentimes you, you teach this to your children how to pray. But now, now, away at this fun stage, boys and girls of my life, I'm still learning the meaning of this word. I'm still learning what it really means to pray thy will be done. And what are all the implications of it? Well, if we're going to do the will of God, we have to renounce all that is of Satan. Satan has a plan. Satan always has a counterfeit. If God has a plan, Satan has a plan. And if we are to do the will of God, we have to renounce the, the will of Satan. What is the will of Satan? Well, Paul takes that up, Second 2 Timothy 2.26. He said that they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil, who are taken captive By him at his will. (coughs) There are some people. have made reference to this in weeks gone by. They lay snares around morn. And they lay snares to trap animals. I, I personally think it's one of the cruelest ways. In which to entrap animals. There's not many much more crueler. Satan is a cruel taskmaster and he lays cruel snares. It is thought to be a reference here to the trick that fowlers uh, used. So there were men went out in these biblical days, still to this day. In Africa and Asia, all over the world, they do it still to this day. And they go out and they lay snares, especially for wild birds. If you were to get meat in Bible times, one way you'd have got meat is by catching wild birds. And So what they did was they threw seeds on the ground and of course the seed had poison on it or it had enough on it to make those birds go dopey or go to sleep. And then as the birds as it were just dotted around, these men came over them with the net and they were just taken a at their will, in their snare, in the net, and they were taken captive. And of course, it's a great picture, isn't it, of the will of Satan. Satan takes captive the souls of men and women in his snare. And literally, he dumps them. He puts them to sleep. Spiritually, they're sleeping. And they just walk into the, the lair of the devil. And there are many today, and they're just... Picking up those wild seeds that the devil has strewn along the way. And they take that seed in and they're just doped. And the devil has no problem bringing them into his snare. Taking them captive at his will. And we see it all too often. uh, Multiplied right across the board. Right across this land that we live in. There are older people. And they're in the snare of the devil. And there are young people, thousands of young people all across our land. And they're in the snare of the devil. The devil has taken them. And if ever you're to do the will of God in your life, you've got to break out of what is the will of Satan for your life. You have to break the snares. You have to break the chains that bind you. And I'm glad we have the answer to the chains of Satan. And what is the answer to the chains of Satan? What can break the prisoner's fetters? Nothing but the gospel. And it is as the gospel is proclaimed, obeyed and believed, that the snare of Satan is broken and the captive is set free. And I want to say to all of you gathered in here today, young and old, boys and girls and men and women if you haven't trusted the Lord Jesus as your own personal Saviour and repented of your sin, you're just like those birds. You're in the net, you're in the devil's snare. And it's only faith in Christ can break that snare. And as we talk about praying, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven, I want you to remember this. You can't do the will of God unless you've broken the chains that bind you to the world and to Satan. We often think, the illustration we've given so many times before, Satan holds people by the snare of the the drink. You know there are lots of people across our land today they've never put alcohol across their lips and they're held in the snare of Satan. I don't want you to sit in those comfortable church pews and think that I am better, wiser than someone who staggered home, drunk last night and sobering up today because if you're not saved you're you're held in the same snare that satan has you have to break that snare it's only faith in christ can break it i'm glad the gospel is the means whereby the snare can be broken have you believed it yet have you trusted in jesus unto the saving of your soul lovely just to talk to a wee boy here a few weeks ago uh, and he came in and he told us that he had asked he had asked god to take away a sin Tell me, have you asked God to take away your sin and to cleanse you from your sin and to break the snare that Satan holds you in because that's the only way you're ever going to be enabled to do the will of God. As we pray this prayer, we are not only renouncing the will of Satan, but we are renouncing our own will. It's no longer I that liveth, but Christ that liveth in me. And there are many there are many Christians and they can sing all to Jesus I surrender. But they're obviously not surrendering very much. When you look at what they give and how they live and how they serve. I was looking at those verses in First Peter chapter 4 verse 1 and 2. It says, for as much then as Christ hath suffered for us in the flesh, arm yourselves likewise with the same mind. Be prepared for suffering. We're not, as C.T. Studd called the Christians of his day, chocolate soldiers who melt when the heat is turned on. We're to arm ourselves. We are to be, be ready for the battle. We're to arm ourselves for this battle. As Christ suffered in the flesh, so you have the same mind. For he that hath suffered in the flesh hath ceased from sin. That he no longer should live the rest of his time in the flesh to the lusts of men, but to the will of God. not lovely? It is when we arm ourselves with the same mind that is in Christ Jesus, who suffered in the flesh for sin. And you and I are likewise prepared to suffer in the flesh for sin. To overcome sin. And it will mean... Not doing things that we have been doing. Not watching things that we have been watching. Not going to places that we have been going to. All of those things. It will mean pulling back. It will mean reigning in. All of those things. But it will mean more than that. It will mean living to the will of God. The whole objective of redemption. What is the objective of redemption? Is it just so that you're going to escape hell? Go to heaven? Is it just like an insurance policy at the end of life's journey for you? If that's all you think it is, you've got a wrong conception of what the the message of the gospel is. It is that you would no longer live to the flesh, but that you would live to Christ. That's the will of God. If you're asking me today, what is the will of God for my life? Pastor, what is the will of God for my life? So many people ask that question, but The answer is so simple. It's just that you live your life according to the will of God. I'll take you back to the catechism. This time the larger catechism. 192. By nature we and all men are not only unable and unwilling to know and to do the will of God. But prone to rebel against his word. And wholly inclined to do the will of the flesh and of the devil. We don't like to admit that. Sure we don't. Oh you say I was brought up in the church I I did learn the catechism here's the truth of it none of us are inclined to live for the will of God we are inclined to rebel and live according to the flesh and for the devil Christianity is a new beginning and it's a complete new way of life and it's a complete new set of standards if you say you're a Christian and living to the old standards you're not a Christian you may convince yourself, but you don't convince anybody else. You certainly will not convince God on that great judgment day. We, we know as we pray this prayer, we need divine assistance to implement it. If by nature we're unable, unwilling to do the will of God, then we need divine grace to do it. Can you do it in the flesh? Can you just summons up enough power and do it in the flesh? No, you can't. None of us can. We need to pray that God would make us willing. That should be our prayer every day. Lord, I submit my will to your will, but give me the grace to do your will today. In Psalm 110, the most quoted Psalm in the New Testament, verse 3, it says, Thy people shall be willing in the day of thy power. Thy people shall be willing. The New Testament Commentary in that is Philippians 2 verse 13. It is God which worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. I come before God today. I I want to do as well. I know I'm unable to do it, but I submit my life to him and I cry to him. Lord, give me the enablement to do what you want me to do today. Thirdly, what's needed in order for this petition to be fulfilled? Well, in order to do the will of God, you need, to know, you need to know the will of God. You need to know the will of God. Ephesians 5.17, we've been looking at that chapter very much over the past months. It says, be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. God doesn't want us to be unwise. God wants us to know what his will is for our life. So then we come back to these basic questions. How then, pastor, can I know the will of God? Well, the will of God is made known to us as we understand. That's what we've been reading off in Ephesians five seventeen. But understanding what? Well, understanding what the word of God is. Because the word and God's will, they always go together. We often sing from Psalm 25. And it says there, Psalm 25, verse 4 and 5. Show me thy ways, O Lord, teach me thy paths. Lead me in thy truth and teach me. Show me, teach me, lead me. Those are all words you could put in your, uh, in your, your daily intercession with the Lord. If you go to Psalm 43, we are reading this just last evening. Psalm 43. Again, uh, 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 this is the guide to happiness. Psalm 43 and verse 3. It says, Oh, send out thy light and thy truth. Let them lead me. Let them bring me unto thy holy hill and to thy tabernacles. It's the truth that leads us. It's the truth that guides us. Psalm 119 is all about the word of God. Every uh, section of it is divided up into the letters of the Hebrew alphabet. In Psalm 119.27 it says, Make me to understand the way of thy precepts, so shall I talk of thy wondrous works. Give me understanding and I shall keep thy law. You'll never know the will of God until you know the word of God. Now to know the word of God you have to read the word of God. You have to meditate upon the word of God. You have to uh, be directed by the word of the living God. I've talked to people over the years and they've come with various issues that they they want discussed and we sit down and discuss them. We show this verse, that verse, the other verse. I remember a group of young Jehovah Witnesses coming to my home many years ago. And I said, I'll I'll, I'll allow you to come if you just come with the Bible. Nothing else. You're not to bring the Watchtower literature into my home. They agreed. They came with the Bible. And I gave them the King James authorized version and we sat and studied through all of the verses to do with the deity of the Lord Jesus Christ. I spent maybe an hour and a half, two hours with them. How far did I get with them? Not even one step up the road. Why? Because no matter what I showed them from the word of God, they held on to the watchtower teaching. They were in the snare. We'll see and there are many people like that even professing Christians Pastor I want to know what the will of God is I want to know what I should do about this issue we look at some verses this is clear as anything but no at the end of it they'll say well that's very interesting and then they just continue with what they're doing the will of God is submitting our lives to the word of God I told you the story before Linda and I met some very wise aged missionaries from Tanzania once we were in Nairobi, and they told us about this NGO, a non government organisation, coming to the school that they ran, and they wanted to teach the children about sex education. And that aged couple said, But we do that every day. And of course, the, the NGO people were so impressed. You do, and what's your curriculum? Exodus chapter 20, thou shalt not commit adultery. That's just the plain and simple will of God. You don't have to be clever. You don't have to have nuances on it. That's just the plain, simple, straightforward will of God. If you want to know the will of God, go to Exodus chapter 20. There's 10 rules in there for us all to live by. Our life's objective ought to, be con- ought to be that we would conform our lives to God's revealed will. It once was the motto many years ago in the Royal Navy. It is either duty or mutiny. To so which is it today? In your life, my dear brother or sister, is it duty or mutiny? Are you walking according to the will and word of God? Are you walking in rebellion and far away from God? Let's think for a little moment that we need to do the will of God on earth. We ask us a startling little additional appendum to this statement. It would be nice if we could just do the will of God in heaven because there would be no resistance to doing the will of God up there. But we do the will of God on earth where the God of this world has blinded the minds of those that believe not and where we will meet resistance every step of the journey. And you go out from this meeting and you, you have a desire in your heart to do the will of God and I just want to forewarn you that everything that you will do the devil will try to oppose you. Every step along the way he'll try to oppose you. But nevertheless, here's the place to do the will of God. We often complain, and and also the Christians sometimes are very good at complaining. Oh, things are so hard and, and, and things are so difficult, but they never were any different. From the gate of the Garden of Eden, we have had to live, the church has had to live in this world. In this world, but it's in this world where we are opposed, without and within, where we meet resistance. God says, This is where I want you to do the will of God. As we close, how do we measure our response to this petition? We do the will of God on earth as it is in heaven. What a comparison! The standard by which we measure our doing the will of God on earth is nothing less than heaven. We're to do it on earth as they do it in heaven. How do they do it in heaven? That's why we sang paraphrase 65 to start off with today because it's a wonderful paraphrase of Revelation chapter 5. Now you can read that at home, Revelation chapter 5, but here we have a wonderful picture Of how they serve and worship in heaven. How is God's will done in heaven? It's done gladly. Verse 8 to 14. It's done joyfully. Verse 11. It's done consistently. It is done unitedly. Verse 13. And even as our brother read to us. It's done with every eye on the lamb on the lamb how are you to do the will of God joyfully unitedly unreservedly but singly with the eye of faith toward the lamb keep your eye upon the lamb don't measure your doing the will of God by what somebody else is doing well, somebody, somebody else isn't doing that. Why, why do I have to do it? Don't worry about what somebody else is, are not doing. You do the will of God as they do it in heaven. You do it in earth as they do it in heaven. With your eye upon the Lamb. I think this third petition here, it is one of the most stringent tests of profession of everyone who names the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. This is a test, this is a challenge for all of us today. If God is truly our Father, ought we not to do his will, obey his bidding? If his glory, if his honour is our first priority in life, as it ought to be, ought we not want to strive? We okay, can never do it perfectly as they do it in heaven, but ought we not ought to strive to do the will of God as the glorified saints and the angels in heaven do the will of God every day? This is the very ultimate objective of redemption. That our lives would be conformed to his will. And that we would be submitted to his will every day. What wonderful truths are contained in Matthew 6 and 10. Thy will be done on earth. As it is in heaven. Let's unite our hearts in prayer please. Let's all pray. Heavenly Father. We thank thee for the challenge of these ancient words of the Lord Jesus Christ. We know, Lord, we're called to do thy will here on earth, just the same way as the angels and the glorified saints do it in heaven. Help us to do it ever with our eye upon the Lamb. Even as we gather now around thy table, Lord, turn our eyes to Calvary. Turn her eyes upon the Lamb and bless her meditation and her time around God's truth. I ask all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. The turn with my place to our communion hymn, hymn number 659. We're going to sing the first three verses. We'll stand together as we sing, change your position. <clears throat> our brother Pastor Chepto is going to bring the Word of God at the table and then we will have the distribution of the elements. Again I'm saying all who know and love the Lord are welcome to wait with us. You're all welcome to wait. I don't think it's good for young people to grow up in our free churches. And they don't know what happens at the Lord's table. There is something wrong in our system when we do that. They should know, they should be with mums and dads and be able to observe what is going on. And I know with so many young children in the meeting, that will not be possible every time, and I understand that. But as far as possible, you should make it to be your objective. Hymn number 659, and if you have to leave, you can do so after we have sung. Uh, The first verse. Hymn number 659, just as verses 1 to 3, and we'll come down to the frontier and prepare for the table. Mm